Yet again. I know. How what exciting. an exciting one we've got today, haven't we? We have. We're uh, having some uh, 2017 share outs for Minnow Creek. Minnow Creek. Now, tell me a story. Tony Walker, the winemaker, there's something a little bit different from all of our other guests. Well, he contacted us. I know. Which is quite exciting. Isn't that? He was the fir- first, uh, first winemaker to actually contact us and say he'd like to be part of the show. D- does that mean we're getting credibility? I don't know if that's... True. Fingers crossed. I mean, maybe. Let's maybe. hope so. Well, let's At least so. people are listening. And um, he They're said taking that notice and yeah, the winemaking friends were listening to the podcast and put him onto it and or told him about it. And he said he wants to be part of it. So How exciting. Gave me a phone call. Fan- and went from there. We chatted for Fantastic. about half an hour. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, before we get into time, how the hell have you been? I've been uh, a bit okay. You've been a bit, right. bit damp. Bit damp. It's a bit been moist. Rain. It's a bit moist today. <laughs> it's a little bit rainy today. It's a bit rainy. No, no. I've been. Did you okay. get caught in the rain? I did get caught in the rain on the way here, <laughs> with uh, without any umbrella or anything like that. Ah, rookie. Well, yes. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I used to live in Edinburgh, and there's no point having. Uh, I mean, it rains a lot in Scotland, as you might know. Yeah. But there's no point having an umbrella in Edinburgh because it's so windy. Yeah, right. You, you see okay. somebody in the rain with an umbrella, and you know they're a tourist. <laughs> the, the umbrella is inside out. They're getting blown into the road. It's just not worth it. So yeah, I, I don't think yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a, an umbrella for the last like ten years or something. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I should probably get one here. Oh well, look. At the end of the day, it's lovely and dry between the drops. I don't fit between the drops, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I say nothing. I say nothing. I say nothing. I say nothing. Now, look, on your first taste of the Minnow Creek, mm. what do you, where, where did you go with it? What did you like? Because I remember I, I tasted it and I was like, wow, this is not your atypical McLaren Vale Shiraz. No. I mean, it was quite full-bodied. It was. It um, was. Uh, it had a kind of deep, good deep red colour to it. But it wasn't so peppery and spicy as no, it was. I didn't feel it was. But then I don't, I don't usually get the real spiciness no, no, as no, much as even, you do. No, but even for mine, I, I was actually, I found it more of a fruit-driven... Yeah, um, it's very plummery and kind yeah. of blackberry jam kind of... Cumberland notes. sauce. You, you've said that on a previous podcast. I have. Cumberland sauce, it sounds like something from the 70s or 80s. Or it really is, okay, yes. Right. yes yeah. <laughs> it, look, it comes out of like the... Um, pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a... It's a Absolutely, one of our generation. It comes out of the um, the classical French repertoire, but okay. it's, um, or actually no, the classical British repertoire. Yeah, I was I why is it called Cumberland sauce? No, yeah. no, it, it's a very traditional accompaniment to game meat. Yeah, okay. Um, especially partridge, mm-hmm. pheasant, yummy, and duck. Yum. Yep, all of which would go well with the Minot Creek, but the Cumberland sauce has that. It's the Italians would call it agrodolce, mm-hmm. the Bogans would call it sweet and sour. Um, it's that whole, it's got the tangy sweetness to it that actually goes through into the sour palate and right. lends itself to a little bit of spice. But okay. this fruit weight actually, or the fruit forwardness of this, didn't it, really do that. Actually, oddly, mm. I think it had a little bit of a, a nice kind of slight vanilla mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. which is unusual for me to get it and you not. I know. I know. Um, it's like we've turned sure. the tables. It is a little bit like we've changed palettes. Swapped palettes just for a day. <laughs> is it like I know, how would we do Nicolas that? Cage and John Travolta did palette swap? <laughs> <laughs> Your palette off. <laughs> Not quite as grim. No, no. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was yummy, actually. Um, and you say the fruit fruitiness is there. It is, absolutely. Um, with uh, You know, on the nose, I was getting like blackberries and, and 
kind of slightly like Christmas cakey, fruit cakey smell. Well, that, that's not the first time you've said that either. You've I know. I'm just. I, I just. I know very little. You see. So I just. I you have go like to what a. You know. Exactly. <laughs> right. No. 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 Well, well, I've said before. No, uh, it, you're look, right. It's, look, it's got that it's plum a, pudding sort of vibe. It does. To it. But if yeah. you, if there's a smell that you know. Mm-hmm. And it reminds you of that smell. There's no. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying. It harken- I think it smells a bit like fruitcake. You know. It harkens you back to a time and a place. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah. And yeah. I like a good it- harken. <laughs> I haven't harkened in a while, so I, I wouldn't know, mate. <laughs> That's the only thing you can only harken back. What else can you do with a harken? I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. So I there was a slight fruit cakey uh, smell to it, which I really really enjoyed. You're right. Nobody ever harkens forward, do they? No, I don't think they ever do. No. You just harken back. Yeah. Well, you can't harken sideways or... But it's like being underwhelmed or overwhelmed. You can never be just whelmed. Just whelmed. I think maybe you can. I've been How are you whelmed. feeling? Whelmed. I've been whelmed before. <laughs> I've got to say, I've gone out for dinner and somebody's like, how was it? It's like, whelming. I, I'm, I'm It was genuinely whelming, mm. yes. Yes, decidedly yes, I paid, average. I paid some money and some things showed up, but... I put some stuff about, in my mouth. That's about all I can describe. I've had whelmed. those meals too. Yeah. Whelmed. Whelmed. Neither, which I think is worse. If you're underwhelmed, right? You just don't go there again, and exactly. you tell everybody it's crap. Yeah. If it, you're over, if it, you know, if you're overwhelmed, if you're, you're overwhelmed, like, you're oh my goodness, crying in a restaurant because exactly. it's so good. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Then maybe yeah. take a good hard look at yourself. But then after that, you can go and tell people <laughs> how good it is. Oh no, no, no! I've, I've I've been I've been stricken down with emotion in restaurants before where it's been something that, that you've been good. working in, and people have. I've said bad things several, about your food several times. <laughs> yes, but no, no, no. I've I've genuinely had an emotional experience in a restaurant. No, I have to. I must admit, yeah, I have to. Yeah. I mean, I haven't it's, cried. No, no, no. I've never, I've, I've never, got, but I've hearkened. I'm here. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I've hearkened. I've also hearkened. I like, see. I didn't think I had, but I realise now. Yeah. I've yeah. hearkened a lot. It's genuinely a hearkening, isn't it? Maybe too much. I don't know. Anyway, we're kind yeah. of wittering on. Should yeah. Maybe let's, get, let's get back to the, get to back the wine. To the so wine. the Shiraz 2017 Shiraz. Mm. Um, it, as well as the kind of fruit cakey smell, and I'm saying fruit cakey because it doesn't matter who's listening. Everyone knows what fruit cake smells yeah. like, right? And there was a slightly, slightly cigar boxy smell to it as well. Yes. But then, uh, not really any of of that side of it. No tobacco on the palate. No. no, no, no. But on the nose, yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah bit. absolutely. But that I think it's very humidor sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mm. this is a really nice, juicy red. Look, it's a great. I think it's a fantastic. It's a really, really like you know how with a lot of Shirazes, you, mm. when you put it with food, obviously beef is always the walk-up start. But yep. you, it's difficult sometimes because with Shiraz you can't get the complementary or the contrasting because it becomes a competition. Yes, with competition, somebody always loses. But right. this is one of those ones that actually complements and contrasts quite well because of its unique structure. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this time. Oh, okay. Normally you ask me. Yeah. What would you, what would you choose to eat with this wine? Well, I would choose to eat with this wine. Well, again, you see, I go back to the Cumberland sauce, okay. um, and that puts me into game meats. It puts mm-hmm. me into venison. It mm-hmm. puts me into duck, um, even kangaroo. Okay. Um, kangaroo, bit of spiced carrot, bit of reso, bit of red cabbage, bit of, bit of red cabbage. That's where the Cumberland sauce. I mean, Cumberland yeah. sauce is braised, like braised cabbage, braised red cabbage, took, cooked yeah. all the way down. And then That's hit right. with a little bit of blackcurrant jelly. You know what? I've never had it, even have though not. you're saying it's like a historically a I've, British thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to cook it for you sometime. Please do. That'd be lovely. I will. If you can find some partridge anywhere around here, that'd be lovely. Can you get partridge here? No, you can get pheasant. Pheasant, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, look, Kangaroo Island pheasants are spectacular. Ooh, yeah, no, I bet they would be. You can be. get them at the central market. They're you amazing. Can? Yeah, the Kangaroo Island stand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, they sell them there. I'd love that stand. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I've bought some KI wines there. Yeah, they, 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 they come frozen. Um, okay. But they are spectacular. All right. Yeah. Do you know where they come from? In, a, in a, oh, it's, uh, what part from, of KI? Is it? Uh, yeah, I oh, do. I but uh, geographically, when you show me a map of Kangaroo Island, I can that point bit, to you. That and bit go, there. It's it's from there. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm with you on the game side of things. Yeah. With that kind of that you've explained what the source is, that would kind of work. Mm, mm. Um, I was thinking some. I was thinking ribs. So barbecue spare ribs or something like yeah, that. Look, I, and I think because this to me didn't really go over the top in spice it would lend itself to food that actually brings the spice to the party for you yeah okay and that's why barbecue ribs i think that tanginess of the barbecue flavor like and a spice rub on there with or a spice rub and then a bit of like the smoke as the back palate would yeah. actually work beautifully well with the tobacco sort of overtones like that. that sounds good to me yeah that sounds yeah. good to me yeah. Well, should we get Tony in and have a, ch- have a chat? Yes, let's get Tony let's in. Let's get Tony in because he knows a lot more about it than we do. He does. And um, and we'll take it from there. Awesome. Cool. Fantastic. Nick, we're back with yes, we Minnow Creek Shiraz. We are. 2017 Shiraz. Okay. McLaren Vale. McLaren Vale. Yummy. It's a crowd pleaser. It really is. It really, really is. And we're lucky enough to be joined by... The, the winemaker himself, label owner, label owner, Tony Walker. Tony Walker. He's right here. Good evening, gentlemen. It's nice to have you here. A pleasure. Tony, welcome to Who Nick My Wine. Thank you so much for joining us. And look, first of, first and foremost, thank you for being so generous. So well, yeah. You, those of you that are listening won't know, but Tony not only gave us a couple of bottles of the Minnow Creek Shiraz to try that we're featuring tonight, but he's arrived in the studio with a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon Malbec 2013 Wow! and a bottle of the Silver Minnow Pinot Gris for us to, to have a crack yeah, at as well. That's also mine. But they're both yours, are they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can see a thumb wrestle coming on. <laughs> Fight over them later. It's just shameless self-promotion. Absolutely. And look, and as as well it should be. This is this is the purpose of the exercise. It's entirely why we're here. But, uh, Tony, could you please tell us a little bit of a story, first of all, about what it is that we're drinking, the, the 2017 Shiraz, and then, by all means, tell us the Minnow Creek story as well. Well, I will. So this 2017 Shiraz is from a vineyard as you go down South Road towards the Victory, mm-hmm. in Aldinga Way. Yep. Little road called Han Road on your left. Yep. The block, 50 yards back from the road, and this block is where I've always got this Shiraz from since okay. 2005. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. From the same family. Mm-hmm. So I knew the block from previous work, mm-hmm. and it produces just wonderful colour. Wonderful tannin structure, balanced, simply a question from vintage to vintage, mm. when do I pick it? Uh, 17, tricky year, mm-hmm. really down there, waiting for things to get right. Okay. And it was a question of when will flavour catch up? Was it a cold summer else. or? It was coolish. And a few of us probably hadn't seen that since oh, way back in the early 2000s. Okay. And it's very much a patient game. Yep. Um, but I do what you do. You go in the vineyard, pick some grapes, try them, mm-hmm. say, okay, it's tannin ripe, flavour needs to build. Go back in the vineyard three days later, tannin's a little more ripe, flavour's building. <laughs> and then hopefully, when you say the magic word, there's a truck <laughs> and a <Ready>. harvester. Because <laughs> everyone normally is doing the same thing at the same time, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. which is how wine is. Yeah. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It's never made in a vacuum. No. Everyone's out there busy, busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so this is actually made at, as uh, people who know me will know, that I don't have any premises. So this wine was made at Mark Maxwell's place. Okay. Uh, under my specs. So I'm mm-hmm. in there every day and yep. making a nuisance of myself mm-hmm. and making mm-hmm. sure it's all happening. Yep. Please, can I plunge those tanks? Yes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, it's decanted off into oak, 18 months into mixed French-American oak later. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There you are. We have this. Now, it's it's fairly um, – it, it's not young oak that you're using on this, is it? Because it, It's I, about 25% uh, new oak. Okay, yeah. Okay. The balance is older French-American mixed up to about five years old. Yep. Yep. Because I don't, I like the flavours of oak, mm-hmm. but I always believe there should be a supportive mechanism. In, yeah, they're in they're, they're a back palate flavour. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Fruit, if you've got fruit, um, let the enhance fruit, it. You wanna, yeah, let yeah, the fruit you express itself. Want to be able to taste it? Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You mm, know, you want to okay, This is what this vineyard does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this vineyard's always given glorious dark flavours, dark fruit flavours of yeah. blackberry, blackcurrant, occasionally bits of licorice. Mm-hmm. Depending on the vintage, mm-hmm. yeah. But you'll see some aniseed sometimes in this one, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's generally got extremely good balance and silky mm-hmm. tannins. Mm. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. I, I, for me, the the oak in a wine is the drummer. The tannins are the bass player, and the fruit is absolutely the lead guitarist. The are lead you coming singer. up with one of these things, of course. course. Um, I do it all the time, but it really is the the and you're right. The, it's silky tannins, it's smooth yeah. tannins. So it's not that really. Again, if it, if it was if it was a bass player, it would be Adam Clayton from U2. Just that like soft transitioning rolling bass, rather than the big fat slap of say. I don't know. What's his name from Rage Against the Machine? Has he lost you? Because he's lost me. You mentioned Rage in the Machine, and I went, what, what? century is that? Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Suffice to say, um, <laughs> I've, I, I've just lost myself in a metaphor, <laughs> but um, I, I knew what I was talking about, so bugger the lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. People often taste this and mm. go, oh, it hasn't got much tannin. It says, just wait one. Yeah, just wait. It does. And then it... Yeah, grows in the back palate. I said, yeah. you'll notice in a minute. This has got plenty of tannin. Yeah, and enough. Mm. It's not. It's not that sort of suck your cheeks in mm. grippy tannin. It's the soft back palate, smooth. Yeah. It's there, but I was always, I was always believed for a long time that if it's balanced at bottling, mm-hmm. you're there mm-hmm. to say, oh well, it might you know do this in a few years and do that in a few years. It might, but if it's balanced when you put in the bottle and you're really happy. Once you know, you know. Just go in the direction you want it to go. So it's unlikely to ever become imbalanced in any way. Mm. Generally not. No, not if you got it right day one. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of kind of uh, going back to maybe previous vintages, so how does this one compare to earlier vintages? Because you say you've been using the same grapes from the same... Since 05. ...plot for 15 years. Yes. So how does this uh, wine compare to the other earlier vintages? This reminds me of an 07, actually. Uh, A little more structural. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. just for an instant comparison to to the previous vintage that I've just sold out of 16, it's a bit more plush, mm-hmm. a little bit warmer year, a bit more richness there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has got, I'd call, I hate using the word elegance, but I'm going to use it. It's got more elegance than some of the bigger years okay. have in the Vale. Yep. But it's also got enough intensity that I think it, this will sell it gorgeously. Elegant mm-hmm. intensity. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's got some, that's got... This is very poetic, really, isn't it? Elegant. Sounds like something you would say. Yeah, I know. I'm sad, almost sad I didn't. You're a 
Yeah. But I did. Yeah. Mm. So um, you say you... Um, so th- these grapes come from... Is it Lepresti? The well, Lepresti, Lepresti family. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a, like a select group of vineyards that you go back to all the time? Or do you, do you welcome buy, new growers into like the Minnow Creek? I buy all of my red fruit from the Lepresti family. Okay. <laughs> because they're excellent grape growers. So what's, what sets their grapes apart from the others? Uh, I think... Um, the locations where they are down on the flat of Aldinga, they're on really mm-hmm. loam over dark clay soils, which are very similar to the soils that we had at Foss Creek. Okay, so a little further south, back, you know, five minutes by car. Some cracking clays underneath those loams, but you get in really intense colour and very fine tannin structures out of those soils. And all of their wines, all their grapes from around that area, just near around near the airport at Aldinga. Okay, just a little. West of that and slightly north, all exhibit that good character. Sangiovese, I get off them, has incredible depth and great colour. And people always comment in the trade that, where did you get that from? <laughs> so, I could tell you. <laughs> but I'm not going to. <laughs> but I'm not going to. You're telling everybody now. I mean, <laughs> but, the secret's you know, out. Um, but they obviously sell most of their fruit to, to far bigger customers mm. than okay. me. Yeah. I buy a relative hatful from them most years. I'm glad you do because you make some... Damn good wine out of it. Oh, yeah. If, with good fruit, you're three quarters away there. Yeah. You really yeah. are. Tony, tell us the Minnow Creek story. You've been making wine for how long now? Well, I started professionally in Australia making wine in 99. Yep. Um, previous to that, I'd worked as a salon. So mm-hmm. I started at Hardy's in mm-hmm. 93 as a mm-hmm. salon, Hardy's Tantara, mm-hmm. Salon. So 93, 94, 95, 96 at Ranella for a year, 97 and 8 at Tatachilla. Okay. Which are really good years. Yeah. And 98, you know, massive no, years, legendary. Best, best year ever. All almost. that. Yeah. Where I actually, though I didn't know it at the time, was pressing some Fox Creek material because they were getting made, mm-hmm. wine made at various places. And uh, the following year, I ended up working for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a wonderful opportunity because I had been in France, then yeah. came back, got a phone call from Mr. Marquis. Thank you very much. I'll I'll take it, and yep. uh, he left six months later. And myself and the assistant at that time, Dan Hills, uh, we were it, and uh, we had some pretty big shoes to fill mm-hmm. at that time because they had a reputation. Yeah, and uh, we did all right. Yeah, it learned a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was all good. Excellent. Yeah, a lot about blending as yes. well. Then mm-hmm. yeah. a lot, just about the tiniest nuances that one percent or two percent of something can make yep. in a blend. Yeah. That once you really start to focus mm-hmm. in a day, yep. you can really see these things. Can really can really see the yeah, the yeah. difference that just that little bit makes. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. In fact. Genuinely. So uh, so uh, so I do get a bit I get really upset with people who don't like blended wines. <laughs> 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 what? what? <laughs> this is where That's what they pay us for. <laughs> this is what the craftsmanship is, yeah. <laughs> as much as this is a single variety, then yeah. yeah, Shiraz is a nice pure thing from the Vale mm-hmm. and that's it's lovely. But like that Cap Malbec blend and the Sangiovese. Mm-hmm. Cabin mate, they're a yeah. joy to make. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the joy of it is trying to get them to a similarity mm-hmm. every year. Right. They'll never yeah. be the same, yeah. but you want a model. Yeah. So, okay, that's, that's, I need this to get there. Yeah. And yeah. you know in your head the minute it has mm-hmm. every year. Yeah, okay, that's that. That's that. Thank you very much. That's where we are. that down and do it for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great fun. So when good. was Minnow Creek born? Minnow Creek was born in February 2005. 2005. Mm. Yeah. And you launched with the Shiraz and... I launched, I lo- no, I launched with the most 
stupid idea I probably ever had at the time, <laughs> as one does. Excellent. I'll make some rosé. Okay. Bravo. Nothing like being 10 years out of the car. <laughs> anyway. And we got lo- back, hang on, 15 years ago, it was just all Alicante Boucher, wasn't yeah, it? Pretty much. Oh, rubbish. Yeah. So I made a dry Sangiovese Cabernet rosé. <laughs> We're not talking dry, it was like three grams. Yeah, yeah. wow, so, three grams. Oh, wow. Lots of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, of course, pleased lots of purists. Yeah, but, but didn't sell. Just didn't do real well. Mm, no. I made five of them. Okay. And then I went, no, that's enough of that. Mm. Um, and then I thought, Sauvignon Blanc will sell well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I did some of that. Did some of that. Mm-hmm. But I started originally, yeah, with the rosé, then the, the Shiraz, of yep. course, because that was relatively easy a decision. Yeah. Okay, we'll make Shiraz. Who doesn't in McLean Bar? Mm-hmm. Started off there and grew eventually, uh, quickly in 2006 to the Sangiovese blend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, which originally had some Malbec in it. Mm-hmm. Then I discarded that after a few years. And now I just make a Sangiovese cap. And uh, this 2013 um, Cabernet Malbec came along and it was such a good year. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good year for Cabernet. I just yeah. thought, oh, if I don't make this. Walker, if you don't make this, you're a moron. <laughs> so it was fruit was just gorgeous. Yeah. And I thought this has to be treated specially. So mm-hmm. I bought some whiz-bang French radu punction, demi-punctions, and mm-hmm. uh, kicked on with that. And it was, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, looking good. It's fresh as a daisy. It's sitting there in the bottle. It's, 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 it's uh, winking indeed. at me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, I want yeah, to open it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd been at Fox yeah. Creek for six years, uh-huh. um, from 99 to the end of 04. Yep. We'd done well. There'd been a lot of people leave. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. I thought, if I'm going to do something in my life, because I was already 40 plus, uh, mm-hmm. as a winemaking dream, which always in the back of your little head, you know, I might, I might, I might, I might. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought, well, here we go. <laughs> to the plunge. <laughs> Jump shit. Yeah, that's it. That's and start it. my own creek, and much smaller. Yep. Then the one came in a creek. And I wanted to stay small, yep. too. I had a few people say, you're going to get big and do this and that. So, no, 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 and then no. No. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose uh, that might be me being uh, overcautious and looking back, but I've been in the business long enough to see that this can easily just go all, can go all wrong. Yeah. And you don't want to be stuck with the 5,000 cases in a warehouse and then sure. having nowhere to get rid of it. That. Uh, mm-hmm. Which can be a real problem for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, over capitalization and buy this and buy that and buy new and the wrong horse and do the just, other and yep. I'll plant a great variety no one ever heard of and of course it will sell. Maybe not. Mm. But yeah, well that's, I mean, I don't so really know chance. what you base that decision on, really. Uh, it, most yeah. people do things by feel, yeah, okay. I think, yeah. uh, when they're getting into, mm-hmm. it's a very romantic business from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really not but on it's the inside. driven it's by so lots of pragmatism on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 indeed. It really is. I think there's anything with the food and drink industry. It does look... Looks from the outside, looks, until you wow, have to do it. it looks amazing. I'd love to be able to do that. That would be such a great thing to go every day and do that job. But well, the, the, just the choices you have to make, the chances of it actually just falling on its ass. Well, look, yeah, I've talked it, to it, people who've bought vineyards or were about to buy vineyards and then went to some seminars and pros and cons and say, I'm really so happy I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> because the reality shocked them. Mm. Mm. Uh, great growers, I love them. I just have greatest respect for great growers. Well, so talking about this, so the way that you do this, so you don't have a winemaking property, as it were. Nope. But how does the fact that you kind of you buy your grapes from other vineyards within McLaren Vale? Yes. How does that change the process of production for you then, compared to uh, if you had your own? Ah, uh, convenience. Okay. Yeah, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, to be fair, if you're making wine at someone else's premises, they've always got the first nod on what's going on when. Mm-hmm. And that's quite perfectly reasonable. Um, but that's never really caused me any huge problems. Okay. Um, particularly with reds, you've got a little window. Uh, I think robust varieties like you know, Cabernet and Shiraz, it's not like, if I don't pick this tomorrow, we're, we're done. Yeah. You've normally got at least 48 hours up your sleeve to play with, provided yeah. the weather gods play nice with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's never really an issue. I can keep control of things. My specs are pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, people I'm working with know what I want. Yep. So we normally work hand in glove. Yeah, it works. Mm. That's good. And where can, uh, so the people that listen, given that we've waxed lyrical about your wine, we can, where, where can people pick it up? Pick, you could pick up my wine, uh, particularly amongst the Booze Brothers group, lovely fellows that they are, yep. at uh, Stepney Mile End and uh, the Duck Inn mm-hmm. and the Unley. Uh, celebrations at Flagstaff Hill and okay. Fullerton, Melbourne Street Cellars, Belair Fine Wines, West Beach Cellars. Where can't you find it, really, is the question. It's, a, it's around. It's just not <laughs> terribly mainstream. You'll find the white in some first-choice stores mm-hmm. around town mm-hmm. at the moment. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's in more places than people think. Yeah, well, that's good news. But I've been at it for more than five minutes, so yeah. it ought to be. <laughs> and and I, I must admit, I've, I've got to say, one of the things I've noticed over the series is that we have recorded, Nick, is that, and it's the same when you talk to any expert, Whenever you talk to an expert on something, when you ask them to describe what to you is a magical process, they're very, very matter-of-fact because it's actually very straightforward. You've just got to know the things. And it's like watching a a chef. The reason why it looks so romantic is because they make it look so easy. They know the things. They know what. They know how it's all behaving. That's it. And it's the same with the winemaker. They understand the fruit on a level... If you don't make wine, you're never going it's to second, understand fruit it like that. becomes second nature, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. And and you understand, not only that, but you also understand how things behave mm. depending on what you expose them to. I like the fact that it's kind of magical, though. It, For someone who doesn't make wine, it's, it does it does feel like, wow, you did you made this? You made this out, out of, of that? That? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful thing. of alchemy to yes. us, yeah. I'm sure. In so much as uh, one of the other little gigs I was doing as a, while I was doing this, uh, thank God, uh, was I was grading fruit for uh, Treasury Wine Estates yeah. right throughout Leon, the entire Leon Creek yep. region. I graded, okay. in the end, all of their contract blocks and all of their mm-hmm. company blocks, which would entail you know, visiting the box many times, overall grading it, deciding where it was going to go, okay. when it's going to be picked, and don't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's great experience. When yeah, you visit the same block in the district for... 10 years mm-hmm. and really get to see them in good and terrible and great yeah. conditions. You get an overall feel for, for that fruit, what it can do, what it can't do, mm. what it's never going to do sometimes. It's just a very, very lengthy lesson, really, isn't it? Just but, go, yep. You can't, some things you cannot hurry. Can't, uh, yeah, can't learn it, quickly. It, it operates on a different timeline to everything else. I mean, fruit is so, it is genuinely seasonal and so mm. what what we say what i love is that like you've got an entire year of propagation to go through and it comes down to oh i've i've got 48 hours up my sleeve yeah now that 48 hours up your sleeve in my world that would be i've got two minutes up my sleeve um but 48 hours for a, for, for something that 
takes 365 days to actually turn around. It's two minutes. 48 hours <laughs> is not yeah. a lot of time no. for, for, for wiggle room. And yet saying it with the level of comfort of someone that has all the time in the world, yeah, it's, it, 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 it absolutely flabbergasts me. But I, yeah. I can understand the, the relative nature of how, how long it takes. I mean, a steak takes 20 minutes. And so, yes, I have 45 seconds up my sleeve until it's going to be fine. And to me, that's, a, yeah, well, I can have a chat with that person or place an order or do something. But to somebody else, they're like, what do you mean you're not freaking out about that steak? And it's the same. I would say with 48 hours, if my entire vintage was riding on those 48 hours, A, I wouldn't sleep, and, <laughs> and, 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 and B, no one would want to be anywhere near me. No. No, I, I, would, imagine be, I would be grouchy. Yeah. 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 Winemakers yeah. can get grouchy during vintage. Yes, yes, yes it this does is true. happen. Yeah. Especially if things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and someone hasn't read their note properly or... So forth. Yes, yes, yes. Three grams was read as thirty. <laughs> it's happened. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and most winemakers have been involved in these things as well. Of course, yeah. yeah. But that's how you learn by making mistakes, right? Usually. Well, yeah. The, the, yeah. A, a mistake in a in a winery can cost a lot cost of money. Cost a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some very expensive whoopsies. Yes, and, and within the trade, there be there's lots of. Quiet stories, and you yeah. don't talk about. <laughs> I, I remember seeing a beautiful post from a friend of mine who's a winemaker. I won't mention the label, but in the middle of vintage last year, he was like, "So this is what my 2018 Shiraz looks like," and the barrel had burst, and it was mm. just all on the floor in the bottom oh, of the no. winery. And it's like, yeah. "Ladies and gentlemen, my 2018." <laughs> it was just all on the no floor. No longer exists. That's oh. terrible. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would break your heart. Now, Tony, every guest gets subjected to our 10 quick fire round questions. You're making it sound bad. No, no, subjected no. to, like it's a subjected to, torture yeah, yeah, of some kind. It's not really. It's not very easy. Yeah, it's Trouble. super easy. It really is. But I am going to relinquish control. Do I get oh, you run? are? Do I yeah, yeah. Are you going to get oh, it's my fail? turn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it is absolutely next turn. Um, cool, we do take these, these things in turn, and I did episode two. You did. So episode three is Nick's. Ten questions. First thought that comes into your head, the first answer that comes into your head. Cool. Right. All right. Mm. Uh, the, as we go on, maybe there's some – we don't mind you expanding. It's all good. It's all very yep. fluid and loose. Exactly. Fluid's fluid, good. Fluid. Fluid is good. I like that. In more than mm. one way. Okay. So ten questions. Yep. Red or white? Depends on the day. Ooh, he's already started. With that's it. a room splitter. He's already started with straight a away. He's one. already started. Depends on the date. Well, that's fair enough, though. Ooh, I, that is fair enough. And and I agree. Yeah, me too. Mm. Is that, that's fine. No, 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 it does there's, there's, it's fine. just being asked. No, no, no. Favorite child. Favorite yeah, child. Exactly. Uh, the second question is favorite child. No, it's not. Um, so the second question is <laughs> McLaren Vale, the Barossa, or the Hills. McLaren Vale is king. McLaren Vale is king. Mm -hmm. Dessert wine or dessert? Both, obviously. <laughs> That's a completely legit answer. We're, that's kind of what we would say, I think. Yeah. Corks or caps? Caps. Caps. Aperitif or digestif? Both if I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's enough time. Uh, Favourite varietal? Oh, tough. It's a tricky one. It is. It is, because that's my love child, that Cabernet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to split the answer. Cabernet in a great year. 
Shiraz and a good solid reliable you. Okay. okay. Good answer. Least favourite varietal? Grenache. Grenache? <sighs> yeah, I know that one. Controversial. <laughs> Controversial. Okay. One thing you love about your job? I'm sure there were lots of things, but. Being creative. Being creative. Yeah. So that's where the, You're bl- our the blending comes in. guest tonight that hasn't said the wine. I don't know. Be creative but it, but it kind of it's is. Though, it's about wine. being creative with the no. blends, for example. You know. One thing you would change about the wine industry? God. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I w- okay, <laughs> go on. I, I would wish that there are a few hundred more private liquor licenses in Australia so we weren't beholden to two gigantic corporations. That's a completely legit answer. Mm-hmm. Uh and your bucket list wine journey, so where would you go if money, time was not hmm. was no object? Okay. First stop, Tuscany. Up into Burgundy. Champagne. Back down the Rhone Valley to Rioja. Wow. That's a good trip. And you, and finishing the, in Madeira. Did it, did it all in the right order as well, Madeira, yeah. That's yeah. A, bit of, a bit of a flight, but they, not too much. That's great. That mm. sounds good. That'd be nice. Yeah. Sounds lovely. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Let's go. Now we can <laughs> be nice. We can. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Nobody can fly anywhere. <laughs> okay. it's, um, yeah, it's a lovely thought. But, it uh, is a wonderful you know, Great idea. wine regions and make great wines. Well, so I mean, we one of the things we're very, very spoiled about in this state in particular is that we can actually drink wine from every part of the world. So we can drink in Italy one night and France the next and Spain the following. It's a yeah. small world now. It's a yeah. small world. Yeah. We, are, we are very, very blessed. In that regard. I think going there might be better. But oh, hey, I know what you mean. A little bit. Yeah. But in the absence of being able to do that. If we can't do that, we can always go to Claire, the Kunawara, the Red Valley, Barossa. That's it. We, have, exactly, yeah. we <laughs> have people that pay a lot of money to come here. Yes. yes. We really do. And as locals, we really should Sonar, support that a whole lot more. It's on our doorstep. Yeah, it really is. It's, we're very lucky. Yeah. yeah. I was up at the Barossa yesterday heading to McLaren Vale uh, next weekend. Again... Yeah. This is the see. As I said, every podcast, mm-hmm. you 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 do this. You yeah. say I'm doing this thing. Yeah, but I'm doing that. What you're and not you're invited not to doing this one. thing. I'm not invited to any of these things. No, you're not. <laughs> McLaren Valley, you love it. It's just it's got everything. Uh, it's got everything. Love it. Yeah, all. yeah. No, actually, uh, degustation on uh, Darius Veranda, Sunday lunch. Just you know. Get stuffed. Very well, nice. Yeah. Get lovely. stuffed. Yeah. P- Peter and the team and Joe, they do a wonderful job there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just, no, I just want to give Peter and Joe a little plug yeah, as well. I'm sure because you do, amazing. But just invite yeah. me to one of these things once. Just once. No, you're not coming to Karen's birthday. What? Well, it's her birthday weekend. We're going away. You're not coming. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> she's actually invited me to, to something else. So yeah, I know, and you can go and do that <laughs> while I'm at work. You're more than welcome. Thank probably you very for, much. The, for the best view, you can go out to the Victory and just look down the whole coast and life is wonderful. The Victory is wonderful. I yeah. must admit, I had a one, couple of wonderful meals there. Great, great spot. Great pub. Good pub. I love yeah. McLarenville. I love it so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very gorgeous part of the world. It if any is. of our listeners haven't been there, I urge you to do so. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's not that far. It really isn't. 25 minutes. That's it, 25 <laughs> minutes. And it's a two-way freeway these days. Yeah. Yay. It only took 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much for your time tonight. And to your you. generosity. Again, I 
can't get over how generous all our guests have been tonight. But I'm going to enjoy those wines. Yes, you are. You are, I and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy McLaren Vale as much as I did the Barossi yesterday. Oh, I see. All right. So. Well, it's like that. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity to spread the word about good wine. Oh uh, yeah, Mino Creek wines. Just this wine is wonderful. Love it is. It, so much. it is. Um, Actually, now, before we wind up, sorry. What, Tony? What would you eat with this? Ooh. Well, I'm going back into oh, that stuff. I'm Nice. Yeah. Eat a really nice, just medium rare ribeye with some mushroom cream sauce on the side. Bravo. I was about, the, the minute you said me, I would do, do a nice, I was about to say, he's going to say ribeye. I knew it. It's going to be a ribeye steak. Because you want that fat there. Yeah, just that little bit of fat. need the fat. equals flavour. Yep. It's yeah, like it mm -hmm. a bit of alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol equals flavour, mm -hmm. generally. Yeah. You know. Within within degrees, mm -hmm. um, but you know that's that's what I like about them. Rhinos right? from the Vale reds mm -hmm. in particular, they're extremely generous. Yes, they're really giving. Yeah, they've got complexity, mm -hmm. depth. They just make you feel good. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, there you go. You've had, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, from the winemaker himself. Go and grab yourself a ribeye. Head down to your local Booze Brothers, BWS, or um, even if you're looking for the uh, Pinot Gris, a couple of the first choices. Mm. But grab yourself a bottle of the Shiraz, the Minot Carique 2017. It is absolutely superb. Delicious. And with a medium rare ribeye, it's got my vote. Tony, thank you very much. One more thank time. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers. Who Nick My Wine has been brought to you by N Plus One and Associates, the Yes Chef Network, and Podcast Central, with theme music by Hannah Fairlamb and Death Metal Tambourine by Brendan Sloan. Special thanks must go to the Doctor of the Dials, the Master of Bass, the Fifth Beatle himself, we'd call him Nick if he'd let us, and that's Tim Allen from Podcast Central on the desk. So until next time from all of us here, Tony, thank you so much for your Shiraz. Nick, you've got some social media to attend to. The usual social media stuff. We're on Instagram, our handle is Who Nicked My Wine. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, Who Nicked My Wine is, is the name of the page. Uh, please do go to those and like us or follow us. Uh, we have uh, an email as well, which is whonickmywine at gmail.com. And any wineries that are interested in joining us in the studio, either contact us through the email address or through Facebook or Instagram. And it will really, really help us reach new listeners if you could rate us on Google or Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. You've already got it open on your phone right now. I can see you have. Please, uh, if you can rate us, that would be wonderful. Thank you. So from all of us here at Podcast Central, Who Nick My Wine and Minnow Creek, we would like to say please enjoy your wine responsibly and until next time, good night. Mm -hmm.